Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. I can't speak over this opening music. It's so loud. Can you hear me? I hope you can. Good evening and welcome to The Late 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 Show. Sorry for being a few minutes late, everybody. I hope you can hear my shouting. My daughter's going to get very annoyed with me shouting over this intro music, but I will get quieter once we have begun afterwards. Anyway, wonderful. Welcome to you. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Getting quieter, it's fading out, and here we are. And here is CPDC Yaf. Here he is. Invite, click the magic button, and he shalleth appear. Hello, I'm in. Hello, I wonder what CPDC Yaf ever was. I didn't, I think it was automatically assigned when I lost control of Ed Finch. <laughs> you lost control, you lost control of Ed Finch a long time myself. ago, yeah. Got in a bit um, of a panic and came on a CPD yaff. How, how are you, sir? How are you are right? You? You're right. You're good. I'm all right. Let's 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 not talk about me yet. Let's talk about you okay. first. Because okay. I tend to dominate, Ed. So <laughs> um let's are talk you, about me. What would you like you've to know? Been... Let's tell you what. Let's have question time. Are there listeners in the room? Anything you need to know about the Finch, I won't answer any question. I won't answer any question directly and truthfully. Let's have those questions in the chat. Find out what is it that people need to know about the mystery, the enigma. It's, I mean, mystery is there in my name, isn't it? Mystery Finch. Mystery Finch. Mystery people... Finch. <laughs> it is there in your name. I have it to say, you would you would not served well by the um, what's it called? Abrevia dot me. I mean, it such a rich, such a rich character. Such a rich character. Didn't but... think so, did it? No I little. A little saddened, a little saddened. I thought that there was a little more to me than than Abrevi did. I thought maybe it only looked at like the last three tweets. Mm. But then I um, put loads and you of... you experimented, yeah. I experimented. And um, so a good friend uh, then tried. Now, if they if they put my handle in as, as it appears with the capitals in the right place, you just get exactly the same. So it's obviously mm. stored them, yeah? So if somebody asks for Mr. E. Finch, it remembers that. It doesn't do it again. It just coughs out what it did the last time. But if you change the capitalization, you can force it to reformulate. Oh. And um, so when, once she'd figured that out, then she could get it to start bringing in the, the false information I dropped in to find it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it looks at a very small number of recent tweets and judges from that. How That's is really it fascinating. And then it died, didn't it? Like, we were all very excited about it for about... 36 hours and then it died and it doesn't work anymore does it not work anymore i haven't i haven't been back to it so no i don't know um well, but you you how is life in inverness with your wife and i went and i couldn't sadly how is how is life in inverness with your with your new wife and your your dog my um, wife and my dog here in inverness listening to barkman turner overdrive and tangerine dream and supporting partick uh, thistle yeah well we love partick thistle me and the dog and my wife in Inverness. <laughs> People who didn't see that little thread there, or I didn't thread it, I didn't more as individuals, will be wondering what we're talking about. And uh, Never mind, we won't enlighten them. It was, I would say, that, that f- fictional life of mine, I was only doing it for the lulls, but, you know, I miss that wife and I miss that dog. <laughs> as the days go by, do, 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 do. Yeah, you may yeah. find yourself with a house in uh, in Inverness, and you may you find may... yourself with a beautiful wife. Oh, once in a lifetime. I love that song. I love that band. I'm I'm getting I'm rather belatedly sort of getting rather into Talking Heads. I mean, I, I've, I I've been... Do you think they're hmm? strummable? Talking Heads. I... I don't know. I wonder if they're strummable. I, I well, they're, they're, it's very it's very rhythmic, isn't it? It's very it's got it's very, very rhythmic. But does it have funny chords and weird progressions? Does it have I like numbers after the chords? You know, I can play a C, I can play a C minor, but once they start putting nines and things after the chords, I get a little bit, I'll be honest with you, I can't really be bothered, so I'll just play the C and 
Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm. I feel they were like basically, I mean, Talking Heads were sort of punks who could play music, weren't they? Which is which is which is kind of rare. Um, <laughs> they were very talented. Punk funk, I suppose. Funk 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 <laughs> funk funk. Well, I'm going to look up some Talking Heads right now. And I'm Good. See okay. Bring so, that but what about today? The, uh, have for you, the end of the show show. What have you been not doing today? Well, today I've been not being a head teacher. That's what I've been nodding. I today, I got up this morning, you know, you know how it is. I know you do. How the anxiety, you think, I don't need to get up tomorrow. I actually don't need to get up. I'm not going to go to school. I've got nothing on the agenda. I'm on strike. I'm not doing anything. And then your body wakes you up at half past five and says, get up now. That's it. No more sleep for you. Up you get. Come on, do yeah. something. Then you go, well, I'll make a cup of tea and I'll bring it back to bed. And then I'll, then I'll probably drop back off. You don't. You don't, do you? And um, so I had a bath, and then I sorted the house insurance, which honestly I should have done a long time ago. Then I finally got around to posting my will off back to the solicitors to get that rubber stamped and stored for me. And then I looked at the, something to do with a car. Then I cleaned the kitchen. Uh, I can't remember loads of these little rubbishy life admin stuff oh i ordered new recycling bins because they got blown away and i haven't got many more that oh. sort of business what does that sound like an exciting day to you um just no but you straight, didn't but it, no but it didn't sounds like go to school I you didn't, didn't go to school you didn't do any school work didn't do any school work no arguably i probably should have done just to catch up but i actually thought i'm gonna have a day off yeah and be on strike and then I did some lino because you know that's good for my well-being. You know that, don't you? Yes, if I, I do get know that. To doing some lino, I, I saw your lino. Multicoloured. It started yeah, it is, red, then it, it really added hideous. green, and then you got some yellow in there. Yeah. So what I've done is I've made one block and I've rotated it through ninety degrees, so it's the same thing, exactly the same thing, printed in four different colours, in the four different orientations. And um, I was just. I mean, I did, I, I changed it a few times, I experimented with it, I did just what you say to the children, you know, your first one, that's just a try, you can change it, you know, so I changed it, and I changed it, and I was pretty pleased with the last one, I thought, that's that's nearly there. Yeah. And I, I actually magneted it to the fridge to um, dry properly, and then I went out and I had a burger and a pint of beer with my friend Ruth Swales, who's down in the county of Devon, so it was nice to see her. Is she Ruth down there? Yeah, she comes down a few times a year works in World Devon, so we'll always meet up and um so if she's listening now, hi Ruth, I told her not to, so um <coughs> probably she isn't. But if she is, hi Ruth. Anyway, I just got in and I and I thought, oh I'll have a look at that. So I turned the light on in the kitchen, I stood back and I looked at the lovely lino print I'd spent all that time working on, you know, a good couple of hours in the afternoon trying to get that just right, you know. I stood yeah. back and looked at it and I thought, it's quite crisp, isn't it? I like that. I like the colours because I did the right thing. I adjusted the colours a bit. I didn't just take them straight out of the tube. I adjusted them a little bit to balance it a little bit. That's quite good. And then I sort of blinked and it re-resolved in my mind. And I thought, it does look a bit swastikery. I mean, oh, I didn't not, see that. I didn't see that myself. If you look at it again now, you might go. Well, yeah, hmm, you've, you put it in it my head. You put it in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You might look at it. You might say, no, Ed, you're, you're overanalyzing. Well, on, on a, a loose, tenuous link to that that word. Um, yeah. uh, I'm quite proud of ourselves for, um, for, for for saluting Gary last week, this time last week. Yeah. It all rather yeah. kicked off, didn't it, after it that? It kick off a little bit. It well, was we were on the right side of history. We were on the right side of history. Or the absolutely. left side, depending which way you look at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good point. Um, we were definitely on the left side, I think. Um, my word. All, that... in, all sane people were. You know, I, I'm i not I'm not a core Tory voter. I'm not. I'm not. No. Um, so <laughs> sometimes my reactions to things might be a little bit off kilter, and I might be making one. But, but I suspect that all the backbench MPs were watching that through their fingers going, oh, my God. I and I think an awful lot of voters will have been as well. You know, I think there's probably a great deal more love and respect in the country for Mr. Lineker than there is for, shall we say, um, I don't know. Jonathan Mr. Gullis. Suella, Suella Braverman. Oh, Gullis, what a what, hideous what, character he is. I know. He, he's been, he's just horrible. What about horrible. Lee Anderson? What about him, eh? eh? Yeah. Oh, well, there, I don't what's know going what's on? going on. Why are these people being, you know, why are they in front of us? Why are they not back under stones? It's just. It's horrific. Horrific. Yeah. 
Horrific, horrific, horrific. Um, anyway, anyway, we were right. Gary was right. If I ever meet Gary Lineker, and it's unlikely that I will, but if I ever do, I'm going to give him a hug. I am. Yeah. Give him a hug. Might shake his hand as well, but I'll hug him for... You did, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I played the voice of Gary Lineker in the first ever amateur production of At An Evening with Gary Lineker, written by um, Arthur Smith. Did you know that? Little, you, little I think fact? you may have mentioned it last week. Act briefly, but, oh, but maybe I did. Maybe I, I did. Yes, I'd like more details. I don't think you do. It was a Oxford University amateur production at the old fire station theatre. I actually auditioned to perform in the piece, but my face didn't fit. Um, however, when they realized that I am multi talented and at that point was designing and building at least half the sets for all the student theatre shows that were happening in um, Oxford at the time. Yeah. Um, at that point, they suddenly wanted to be my friend and invited me to design and build their set. Thanks for that. So I did that to a remarkably little um, thanks. And while we were doing it, we recorded. There's quite a few sound cues in a, in my evening of Gary Lineker, and I was asked if I would play Gary himself in a couple of dropout sound cues. I didn't play the body of Gary Lineker. That was one of the Oxford Blues football team. So he did not look uh-huh. anything like Gary Lineker, but they thought that was pretty clever. They thought that would bring in the football crowd. I don't think it did. But so this you were the voice. Was, was directed by um, Victoria Corrin, who yes, who, yes, you did dad, mention this last week. Yeah, no, whose dad was a great fan of Arthur Smith, which is how that had all come about. That's yeah. how we got the first ever amateur but, rights. But so someone was playing. Is in the play. Is, is in the actual written play, is there normally a different person playing Gary Lineker's voice yeah, to the person playing his body? He appears, that's just, that's a, he appears silently in a dream sequence. So oh. um, the main character, I think I think I'm right, the main is, is a woman and her, you know, the, the man in her life is frankly inadequate. So she she sort of fantasizes about Gary thinking he'd be the ideal partner. So there's a sort of dream sequence where he appears with lots of dry ice and uh, and magical lights and stuff. But he just stands there looking gorgeous. Yeah. She has a sort of a monologue talking to him, but he doesn't say anything. And then elsewhere in the show, I think there's just a few bits of sort of punditry and things. I can't remember. This would be 1990. I'm going to say 1992. It's a long time 1992, ago. 1992. The Blur song called 1992 on their 13th oh, album. Called it, if I remember, and I was in it. Um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. That is not my claim to fame. That's like one of my least interesting claims to fame. But there you go. I thought, but that does give me a kinship to Gary, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I well, don't even I know think, what he I... sounds like. I was like, I can't do it. I don't know what he sounds like. They go, nobody knows what he sounds like because he's a footballer. That wouldn't be the case now, would it? But like, nobody knows what it sounds like. He comes from Leicester. Do a Leicestershire accent. I'm like, I don't think I know what that is either. Just do an accent. No. It'll be fine. We're in Oxford. Everything other than RP is considered an accent. So. I probably yeah. did a, I don't know, probably did Northern Ireland or something, and nobody complained. Nobody complained. <laughs> oh, anyway. Good. Okay, I won't do a Northern Irish accent. Anyway, so, so yes, it, there's a bit of a link. You've been talking about the theatre and acting, and I'm mm. going to talk about the theatre and, and mm. in a moment because, of, of course, my, my ridiculous day I had yesterday. I mean, this I, is the sort of day that I would have nightmares about. The safeguarding on this trip. People, people out there in radio land, if you're listening live, welcome. If you're walking the dog, if you're out for a jog, just brace yourself and imagine writing the risk assessment for the day that Toby is about to outline to you. <laughs> Take it away. I wrote the, 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 the risk assessment for it. So um, mm. we have at my school, which I'm currently at. Oh, it's public now. I'm, I'm with the mm. school I will be leaving in July. Um, uh, anyway, we'll talk about that moment briefly in a moment. So I can go in a bit more detail on that. But um, but yes, yeah, so the, the school I am currently teaching at, which is a very lovely school, and I'm going to have have definitely sort of, you know, a sadness in July. And, and but I'm going to enjoy mm. the good few weeks between now and then um, very much. Um, but the, but the, one, the, the saddest thing actually about my decision to, to leave and move on and pursue mm. a new opportunity um, is, is leaving these 13 girls we have in year seven. So we, we, we had a very low number of boys. Um, we, we go to the end of year eight, for those of you. I'm in an independent prep school, and um, we used to have about um, – 35 sometimes 40 children in 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 a year group right till the end of year eight but there's been a big change in kent because kent's got the grammar system and one of the grammar schools locally has shifted from a 13 plus school a few years ago to an 11 plus school as to come in line with all the other Mm. grammar schools and so so a lot of our children 
leave at the end of year six. And we had a very, um, and now that means we've got a much smaller year seven and eight. And um, there were very, not very few boys in this particular year group. And so it kind of lost critical mass for, for sports teams and and all the other stuff that happens in an in independent. So, so they kind of cleared up, but we're left with these pretty amazing, actually, um, 13 year seven girls because they're all girls that skews the whole learning vibe it's very different it's weird teaching in a co-ed school but but a non-co-ed class that's quite interesting um uh, quite an interesting scientific study i would actually say um and um they're also quite a mature bunch they're quite they're quite they're nice to teach they're a bit chatty because they're they're over enthusiastic and there are only 13 of them um but um they missed out on some trips so normally i take year five to the science museum um but when they were in year five it was it was covid so that wasn't going to happen and so they missed out on that trip and then they missed out on a history trip i think in in year um possibly in year five or year six as well um and we do this new sort of um we just thought it'd be a few of us got our heads together and thought it'd be good to do a cross-curricular trip. So, and because we have, it's not, we're not really a boarding school, but we do have some boarding dormitories that sometimes children stay in, you know, on a, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night. So there's no boarding on a Tuesday night. And so we decided to create this really long full day trip to London. And, and then they were going to come back and, and, board at school so they didn't have to get collected by their parents at, at nightmare o'clock late at night and and they were ready they you know have a slightly longer sleep on wednesday morning than they would do if they'd been to school anyway so what did we do so we got a minibus taxi the 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 head actually drove us in the minibus um to the station we got the train from a station in Kent up to Charing Cross. We walked down Villiers Street and got onto the district mm-hmm. line or the circle line from Embankment to the South Kensington, where we, on that train, we we met another school trip. Actually, there's some year eight children who were going to the French Institute to watch a French film, which is also South Kensington. Um, and that was quite nice, chatting to another teacher running another school trip. She mm-hmm. had 60 children. She had 60 children with four 60. teachers. She had 60 children with four teachers, um, a year eight girls school from Woodford in, in northwest London somewhere. Um, tra- and they're probably quite used to travelling across London on the, on the tube for these sort of mm. things, um, uh, whereas our lot aren't really. Um, and so we only had thir- we had 13, but and there were three of us because we had sort of the different curricular parts. So it was, you know, we didn't need three teachers. Two would have been fine. Um, but it was, a, so it was a luxury in that sense. So then we got to South Kensington. We walked to the Natural History Museum. We went to the Treasures Room, which I'd never been to before at the Natural History mm-hmm. Museum. The history teacher's kind of part of the day doing some sort of source work. So there's, I don't know if you know, but in the Natural History Museum, there are 22 of the most sort of precious, irreplaceable valuable kind of um, uh, possessions of their sort of 80 million or so mm-hmm. exhibits or, or, or possessions that, 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 that belong to the Hasp- natural what, history. What have they got? What are the, they're not the ones that are, oh no, I'm thinking the British. So they've got, they've got, they've got an, a, a William Smith Ammonite, William Smith, the canal engineer who, who published mm-hmm. the first um, geological map of the British, of, of England and Wales actually. Yeah. Not, um, in 1815 and they've got one of the ammonites that he found in 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 a in a you know squeezed between some some rock strata and then you've got um a very you've got a first edition um of origin of the species by darwin you've got a the first meteorite to be found or land on on earth um discovered in 18 something um that's 4.5 you know, billion years old, um, the, the the rocks in it, you know, the, from the dawn of our, our um, solar system. And mm. you've got um, the, one of the, and, and what the children had to do in the, in that part of the day was they were tasked with to choose the, the three that they thought were the most important and, and, and then right. and what, you know, justify it. And, and they've got a dodo in there um they've got mm. an orc an orc um a, a sort oh, of stuffed nice. orc which um obviously they went extinct the dodo went extinct courtesy of, of humans i've got, got a joke about an orc have you it later not no, i won't interrupt this but just okay. if, if we we're then, padding um, for time at the end just yeah. remind me carry on was, an orc they had a dodo that's they had a um an early bird um i can't remember the name of it an ar- archie something you know like we did the bridge between fossil fossil it's one of my favorites yeah fantastic um that and they had um they had some pigeons that were owned by charles darwin um, with his, <laughs> um and um 
and then there was an egg, an eggshell that came was, was part was found on on Scott's mission to Antarctica and Antarctica, and somehow mm. it came back. But of course, Scott didn't. So that was pretty. But pretty do you special. know the story of the of do you know the do you know the story of of the penguin eggs? That's no, a, that's a great story. Penguin oh, egg, yeah. Word the penguin egg story. Honestly, that is that is one of the, one of natural history's great stories. If that was one of the actual eggs from the penguin egg story, then I'd be very moved to, indeed to see that. Yes, it okay. Was. Well, and you don't, and you genuinely don't know the story. This isn't. Like well, I didn't, like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I was looking at other stuff, so I didn't actually. No, friend. I don't know the story. Oh my word! We can either tell oh. that, or we can leave it for another time. And I expect uh, people to be in the chat astonished. I can tell it at various lengths. I'm very good at this. I could do the very short version. I could do the medium version, or I could probably spend the rest of the show. It's a great story. Let's see if anybody is saying, please tell us the penguin egg story. No, none. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, Christine, what a wonderful no trip, Toby. We haven't we haven't got we haven't got this through hardly any of it yet, Christine. Um, and so then we the, barely the, started. Um, one of the things that I liked there was someone there was someone who mm. made these um glass um basically glass sculptures recreating nature so like an echinoderm mm. you know sort of echinoderm yeah. sort of and and then there was a um a sort of small octopus that were, were put, made from glass um in in the most intricate you know you've got these tiny little sort of filaments of glass mm. drawn out and so they are it mimicking made from glass mimicking um nature um you know sort of sea sea creatures and things and um and there was no apprentices of these guys. So and and then so that there was no the, the how they made these things was not passed on. Um so they, they had no apprentices and no one has they were made in about eighteen hundred and something, and no one's been able to replicate making them since. And so they are completely, although they're not, you know, objects from nature, if that makes sense, but because they're you know, it's impossible to replicate them. The skills that were how they were made was not passed on, and so I, I thought that was pretty pretty special because, yeah, pretty and also yeah. if you break them, you know, they're, they're very fragile and very delicate. So so um, so that was quite interesting. I mean, I'm a big fan of William Smith, so that was one of my three, and I think the other one was Charles Darwin's his early early you know first edition of, of Origin of the Species. Um, but but you know, you could there was other some other things. There were um, some of Wallace's. Who worked with Darwin? Um, butterflies that he owned his from his butterfly collection. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was that was quite a serious but a, a really nice start to the day because um, mm -hmm. you know it was, it was the most sort of most uh, rigorous, I suppose, in terms of the kind of thinking and 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 you know trying to kind of. Anyway, then we went. Then we walked downstairs and had the girls wanted to go and have. We had a bit of spare time. Go and have a look at the. Um, Marine sort of creatures, um, in the aquarium, not aquarium, but you know, the, the and we're downstairs. And then we sat in the cafe, we weren't meant to, and had a sort of early lunch. We had a picnic lunch in the cafe, but but the three teachers we bought a yeah, coffee. You've got a lunch, and they've already done all this stuff, people. Yeah, yeah. And, and each we, leg of this requires its own section of the risk assessment. Yes, absolutely. And then we walked from the Natural History Museum to the Science Museum. And um, I wanted to go to the Who Am I gallery, which is the at the back in the Welcome, Welcome building, but that was closed for, well, not it for refurbishment, but then refurbishing another another gallery above it. So it, was, it wasn't <laughs> open. So we had to improvise. And so we went, did a bit of time in space. We had a good look at the uh, Watson and Crick and um, later mm -hmm. Rosalind Franklin as well, who's credited later on um, DNA model. We looked through a lot of the medicine stuff. There's like the nice new on the first floor medicine gallery. And, and the girls were just really curious. And there's the new, at the back, at the ground floor of the Welcome Room, we had a look at the, spent about 20 minutes in the, a new, um, an injection of hope, which is basically, you know, like the COVID vaccine story, basically, um, and, yeah. and developing that. And, and so that was quite good. And then we had our allotted hour in Wonder Lab, which was wonderful. Um, you know, the, the, the interactive space upstairs. Hands on bit. Hands-on bit, which makes physics really, really exciting, unlike a GCSE textbook. Um, and um, and then, then we went back to the underground from the Science Museum. This is now about 3.30, um, having arrived at the Natural History Museum at 10.30. So we're at 3.30 in the afternoon now. And then we get on the Piccadilly line, 
um, to Covent Garden. And one of the girls on the trip, we had a note from mum um, beforehand saying she's not scared of lifts, but lifts give no. her migraines. I'm not convinced right. myself. But anyway, so so we avoided the lifts in the Science Museum. Well, I, I avoided the lifts with this one particular girl and a couple of other girls who decided to walk with her. So we went up and down a lot of stairs. Um, and some others went in the lift. Um, and then Covent Garden, you wouldn't be familiar, has 193 steps or a lift. Mm, and the lift sensible. That is quite, that's a good and one, so, I like that. So I walked up the bloody steps having walked, uh, I don't know how, I don't measure my steps. You are, but... I believe, in quite considerably better shape than you were yeah. uh, a year and 18 months ago, aren't you? And I should think if you do that regularly, yeah, you might get in, but you know it'll help. It'll just fall off, won't it? Steps, step going up and down steps. I we walked. I didn't you. measure my steps, but two, two. The, my two colleagues are quite a lot shorter than me. What um Steve did thirteen thousand five hundred steps yesterday, and he had that included two lift journeys. Um, and Tina, who's tiny, tiny Tina, but she's a powerful woman. Um, she did nineteen thousand steps. So I probably did about. 11 or 12,000 I don't know um but then I did the two anyway so then we got to Covent Garden and we were targeting Franco Manca pizza um at five o'clock um mm -hmm. but we had a bit of spare time at a half an hour so we watched a bit of the street performance Steve was um holding a man helping him onto his unicycle um and juggled some machetes on on his unicycle so we watched that in in the Covent Garden market it was quite a nice it was getting colder by this time but it was quite nice and then we went to um, uh, Franco Manca had pizza and then we went to watch Matilda, um, the musical, which I have never seen. And, uh, two or three, three or so of the girls had seen it before, but 10 of them hadn't. And, um, I haven't been to see a West End theatre show for a good few years, probably five years, maybe. Um, and, um, I was not particularly... I wasn't not looking forward to it, but I wasn't particularly looking forward to it because I'm a bit sort of, oh, musical theatre, Roald Dahl. Wow. But it was bloody brilliant, I have to say. I, uh, Tim Minchin, who wrote the the songs, indeed the, the lyrics, and he's, he's a quite a cool guy, and it's an RSC production. And the Matilda, that last night's Matilda, I've done a bit of research since, she was, she was we were told before the performance, um, that it was her debut performance last night. So she she Good have four hell. Matildas running in parallel. Um yeah. four, four Matildas running in parallel. And she is the 107th Matilda. It opened in 2011 in London. Um, <laughs> the 107th Matilda around the world. Not that's not just in London. I think there've not been that many quite in London. But she was incredible. I mean, she she's meant to be five in the in the in the thing, um, but she's clearly not no. five. She but really she the character's five in the book. The characters really? five in the book and the musical in the film, the Danny DeVito film, the characters six and a half. She's not, like, she's not yeah. But no, but no, but this, 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 we were speculating what age this actress, this young actress was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, I reckon she's a lot. The girls thought she was like seven or eight. Um, our, our, our 12 year old, 11, 12 year old girls thought she was, she was seven or eight. And I said, no. She'll she'll be she'll she'll surely be nine or ten. She's just a small oh. nine, ten, eleven. Um, the eldest Matilda has so far. I've done my research today. Was, has been thirteen. So they have had a thirteen-year-old play the Matilda on the stage. But I should think this one was was yeah between nine and eleven. But a very very small um, and young-looking eleven if she was eleven. So I suspect. But you know, it's hard to find out these things. You can you can find out her name and research her theatre credits. But they're just incredible. You know, absolutely incredible. She could sing. Look her up on IMDb. Two thousand five hundred words she had to to say in 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 the part of Matilda. Yeah, but a lot of them were saying. thirty-five of stage Lots time. Lots of thes. Lot, yeah, something. but 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 not necessarily the in the right order. Many times. Like, yeah. if people think say like that's really like they've had to remember a dictionary, but most of the words are the same. There are only a few at which you're out of the Dolch 100. Um, it's not remembering the words, I say. It's remembering them it's remember the order they come in, absolutely. <laughs> yes. They and said the all the right words, but not necessarily mm. in the right order. But it was just a very clever production, actually. There was lots of great, clever sort of choreography. And, you know, it was now, a good Western show. Now, listen, remember that message we had? Oh, are you? Is it possible people be confused and thinking that we're being sponsored by Matilda? There no, are other I, shows available. Other shows are example, available. A few weeks ago, I saw 
yeah. the Book of Mormon. I did. did I you? went to a theatre show. I, don't, I haven't been to the West End since That's 2018. That's meant to be fantastic. Book of Mormon's oh, meant to be good. Yeah, it was like, I thought it was very good indeed. It was funny. It was beautifully staged. The performances were terrific. I raised an eyebrow at some of the more offensive stuff. And then I thought, ah, oh, you caught me, haven't you? I'm meant to be raising an eyebrow. So then I didn't raise the eyebrow. That showed them. <laughs> yes. Because it's the same team that do... Um, did uh, South Park and uh, what's it called? Team America, am I right? Is that what it's called? South um, anyway. Park and what's the other one? This similar to South Park. Um, the movie, the movie, the movie is like looks like Family a Guy. Is it Family Guy? No, nah, that's different people. But, but is it's it? that sort of thing. Anyway, yes, it's a little close to the knuckle, but not so close to the knuckle that it puts off the advertisers. That's the clever yeah. trick. <laughs> Take it just just that close to the knuckle that people go, oh, that's near the knuckle, but don't get it too near the knuckle. But halfway out the back of the wrist will be fine. Uh, anyway, enjoy that. You haven't finished yet. I'll let. And then we and then we left the theatre and we walked. We walked from the theatre to Charing Cross. So down down the street. Tuckered out by then. Sorry, must have been tuckered out. They were. They they, they were really knackered. They were really tired. When then we had then we got a slightly earlier train than we planned. But they sat down on on the wooden benching in Charing Cross whilst we were waiting for the platform to be announced, and they did look cream cracker. They were they were there was a point in, in the afternoon when we were still in the science museum when and when a lot of us were pretty tired. You know, we did a lot of walking and a lot of looking and a lot of talking and discussing and 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 it. Um, but it was just phenomenal day, and and um, you know the, the the girls got they weren't charged for their their boarding night, which they'd normally be charged for. 40 quid a night or something like that. So that was the bonus. And so it was just the theatre tickets, the pizza and and the train, which, of course, they travelled for a pound on the train and then we had to get them a travel card. And, mm-hmm. and so, the, you know, that's a bit of extra money on the on the end of term bill for the for the parents. But um, a pretty bloody life at once in a lifetime trip. I have to say I was buzzing on the train on home. We were all quite hyper um, mm-hmm. and um but yeah, it was just a, just a brilliant day. But you couldn't. I don't think you could do that with a group twice the size, and I don't think you could do it with a group that had, um, you know, three or four challenging characters in it who really aren't going to engage with 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 mm. the, the the treats that have been laid on for them. But so, um, and of course, the, they would have been knackered today. But um, I didn't see them today because I wasn't at work today. Mm. So, um, but uh, but there you go. About it's a year right. ago, maybe about a year ago, my little lad, my um, my offspring, did a day trip to London from down here in Exeter. Yeah, that was an early start and a late finish. They got the bus up to up to London, and they went to the they went to the science museum for about two minutes, and then they walked around the corner of the Albert Hall and they watched a concert in the Albert Hall, which and then they got the bus back, and I think. You know, so for one reason or another, my child has had quite a lot of experiences in life and quite a lot of travel and stuff. Mm. I think for quite a few of the kids on that trip, for quite a lot of them, it was their first trip to London. And for a lot of them, it was their first trip since before the um, pandemic. So, for you know, the first trip they'd had when they were, you know, they now they were at that time, like sort of 14 and 15 years old. So if you think before the pandemic, they were quite different little creatures, you know. Yeah, they were allowed to go and choose and go buy their own lunch when they got to the service station. You know, and they, you wouldn't have done that with a with ten year olds, would you? So they were, you know, they had some money and they had to go and get something to eat. They had to be yeah. back at the bus ready for it to leave, otherwise it was going to go without them. You know, huge responsibility. Well, we had we had. I mean, because because my ratio was so so low. You know, we were one to four or one to four and a half or whatever, one to four and a third. Mm. So we were, yeah, we were one to four and a third. So so it was, you know, obviously we spoke before the tube, you know, we had worst case scenarios. If we had to get onto different doors, we'd mm-hmm. split into our three little groups. And if if someone and if if the whole group bar one ended up on the tube without one person or um or the vice versa, one child ended up on the tube, you know, get out for the next station. So, you know, that was Westminster or and then or stay and wait. And then stay and Don't wait and all that sort of stuff. So get so you know, but we in the end, it was fine. We all got on through the same double doors, and and but I think I'd say it made me think we were going to talk. We we we'll maybe have a pause in a moment, but but um we were going because of this monster trip. We were going to talk a little bit about about school trips, but not really about mm. school trips per se, but more about 
the cultural enrichment um, and and the whole day, mm. um, not so much the 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 adventure that not the, not so much the party school trip, you know, that you get after your sats or your mm. after your 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 you know at the end of year kind of stuff well, that's well, let's PGL have stuff. That conversation, but shall oh, we let the people enjoy the news first? Tell yes. Us about it. How many minutes have I got to make that cup of tea? And and practice something on the Yuki. Um, Maybe. Uh, work your cords out. We've, I think you've only got five and a half minutes, everybody. Here is Very the news. Um, hang on. No, it's not. That's that well, one. This show is brought to you in partnership oh. with no tech update, Ed. Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. This is Teachers Talk Radio. And this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools Week reports the government is set to offer overseas teachers who come to England to teach languages or physics a £10,000 relocation premium under a new trial. The premium would be open to both trainee and established teachers working outside of the UK and will be paid at the end of their first term. Under the plan there would be no need for the money to be paid back. The Department for Education said the trial could support up to 400 people to relocate with the full cost adding up to £4 million. According to recent data, secondary school teacher recruitment targets have been missed for all but one of the past 10 years, and last year they fell short by 40%. The pilot for this new programme will run in the next academic year. In strike action news, industrial action has been suspended by NEU members in Wales. The action is halted whilst a new pay offer is considered. In a statement reported on a range of media platforms, NEU leaders in Wales said that following discussions with the Welsh Government, a new revised and fully funded pay offer will be put to members. The planned strike for the 15th and 16th of March will now not take place, although these dates remain for action in England and will continue to go ahead as planned. The revised offer for those teaching in Wales is said to be worth a total of 11.8%. The offer will be voted on by members of the NEU in Wales via electronic ballot. NEU leaders Dr Mary Bowstead and Kevin Courtney thanked the Welsh Government for the constructive approach to finding a resolution and contrasted it with the behaviour of Gillian Keegan, England's Secretary of State for Education, who they said was preventing talks in England by refusing talking to ACAS. Teachers in Scotland, who are members of the EIS union, have also voted to accept their latest pay offer. This will see a 7% rise backdated to April 2022, a further 5% next month and another 2% in January. NESUWT members in Scotland have yet to vote on the offer. Student loans are back in the spotlight after changes to the system. Channel 4 reports that student loan repayments will rise for those in the next cohort of students in England, as the repayment threshold is to be dropped. The government has said this makes the loan system fairer for taxpayers and students, whilst education experts say it will make low to middle income graduates worse off. Current students will only make 9% repayments when they earn over £27,295 a year, or £2,274 a month, or £524 a week in the UK. However, if you're starting an undergrad course or qualify for an advanced learner loan on or after August the 1st, 2023, those students will pay 9% of their income over the lower threshold of £25,000 a year, £2,083 a month, or £480 per week. Students on the new plan won't be expected to make payments until April 2026, but the length of repayment is also changing. Current students pay until the debt is cleared or for 30 years, but new students will pay until the debt is cleared or for 40 years. Full details of the changes plus comments on the impact many believe it will have can be found on Channel 4's website and all data has been subject to the outlet's fact check system. Finally, a writer who wrote a book on the topic of online misogyny has given an interview to The Guardian. 
Laura Bates wrote Men Who Hate Women, The Extremism No One Is Talking About, and it was published in 2020. In the interview, she raises concerns about the widening gap between generations who have never known a world without the internet and those older generations struggling to understand and keep up. She talks in particular of the impact this is having on what she describes as the millions of girls who are realising the impossibility of escaping from harassment, revenge porn, deep fakes and the difficulties in navigating a world online. Bates sees the problem in its broadest form, not just an issue with influencers like Andrew Tate. In fact, she says she wasn't even aware of him until last year. This, she says, is worrying in itself, as there is a danger that the well-intentioned coverage will only boost his profile and that if and when his influence wanes, many will think it is a case of problem solved, when actually the problems and attitudes that give rise to people like Tate will continue. Full details of the article can be found on the Guardian website. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. So, are we back in the room? Hello? Just quickly unmuting myself there. That was a little bit of a sudden finish, wasn't it? I'm just I haven't quite finished my my WhatsApp message to my sister. She sent me some <laughs> It was a bit abrupt. It was, oh, yeah. yeah. So I've got used to the eight minutes. I've got used to the eight yeah, minutes. It was. Um, but also it just went crump at the end crump. rather than I was expecting maybe a jingle or something. Oh um, yes. you know, it's all right. We can uh, we, we don't jingly, need jingly. a jingle. Um, before we go back to talking about trips um and 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 mm-hmm. cultural enrichment um etc and all the social stuff um can i just propose live on air what we oh, may that's do very sweet but i think uh, what you propose okay. what, what we what we oh, could right. do in our next two yeah. shows i <laughs> have been i am setting a quiz for the friends friends of school friends of marlborough house um so pta pta quiz um Mm -hmm. and i think there are 92 people coming to this quiz on friday evening and i'm the quiz master and um i'm quite i'm master uh, general yeah and i've set quite a few questions and i wonder whether we tried a little experiment and and did (laughs) did the quiz live on air we could do the quiz live and we could find out if anyone's listening that was yeah. a great idea. Mrs. P's listening. She's in. She's yes. Mrs. P's in. So we could do we, next week. We could do quiz and maybe because I don't. We, we, it's, I'm going to have mm-hmm. eight rounds. One of what eight eight ten question rounds. Yeah. Um, well, should the, we do a couple of questions now? Um, got, well, it's not happened yet. Well, what happens if if people? Oh, if ooh, people are listening ooh. in. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well I'm, you know, I mean, no, we've already no. failed on the general knowledge because you didn't understand the true moving beauty of the penguin egg story no so, sorry okay no, i've got a i've got an irish round because it's on st patrick's day so okay. the, the first round is an is an irish round go on then I'll, I'll, yeah let's 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 do a couple of questions go on do me a couple of questions um right. and we've got i've got a music round okay. I've, got, I've got to open it now oh where is it the damn thing there it is found it okay open so i've set an irish round i'm going to do a i haven't finished setting questions yet so on Friday. my year fives there's a whole class assembly on the subject of uh of st patrick yeah and it was very good it was very good they acted it all out and in the end of it i said to them with i've never seen, oh, it was great sort of virtually every parent was there so like the hall was full of parents as well yeah. as the kids it was great i haven't seen it as full as that in ages um I said to the children, I said, can anybody tell me why did you why did you leave out the excellent part with the snakes? Because I think that's really one of the key parts of the story, really. And um, one of the young chaps, I won't use his name in case the parents aren't gone, but a very wise young man said, we left that bit out, Mr. Finch, because no one is sure if it's true or if it's just a myth. Oh. <laughs> I, think, so I think they are quite sure, but it's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Like some he, he banished the snakes so entirely effectively that he also banished them from the fossil record. That's going yes. some, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's going some. And and um, yeah, absolutely. And then that's like St. Necton's head, isn't it? Who walks oh, several Necton's miles head, carrying people. his own that's head. That's another great story for another. That's day. a really it's well, true you story. Would. <laughs> you wouldn't leave it behind, would you? You wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. So I've got. I'm doing a round, an Irish round, Ireland and the Irish. Yeah. 
I'm going to yes. have a round, um, a recycled round that I've used in a different quiz before, um, which is basically a history round. But because the Queen died last year after a very long reign, a royal family round or a British royal family round on, on sort of history and, and stuff like that. I've got a round. I'm going to do a round on comedy and the BBC because both mm -hmm. it's Comic Relief Day and... Um, the BBC have been rather topical recently, so it's so all comedy at the BBC, so a sort of sort of um, entertainment round, basically. And then there's a music round playing clips of music, and that's that's going to be bands that are playing outside this summer um, at festivals or or at big big reunion gigs or whatever. Um, and picture rounds, I've got pictures of capital cities around the world. Name the chemicals capital city. That's not easy, I tell you. I don't think there's a few there's a few obvious ones, but I've put a few few tricky ones which you're gonna have to do a bit of thinking about. Oh, where where could that be um, with those mountains in the background, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, and another picture round on scenes from films. So stills, stills, famous famous stills from from films. Um, I've done a microscopy picture round as well. So, so you know, everyday objects, but really close up well, down a, with electron microscopes or something like that. Have you so, got your own, oh, with an electron microscope, you haven't got your own electron microscope? No, I haven't got my own, no. no Google you had Images one. then. No, Google, that's Google Images, own. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love your own electron microscope in your house. That was my favourite. Well, when I worked at Pfizer, that was Gary, mm. Gary Nichols, who was the, the microscopist in the pharmaceutical sciences de department. He was a geologist originally a geologist that's that's where he learned his microscopy skills looking at samples of rocks and 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 so forth um and um fossils and whatever he did and then he moved into the pharmaceutical industry and so yes we used to take pictures of wonderful little crystallites and contaminants and mm -hmm. contaminants and things anyway that was but the images he had on the wall in there were just fantastic it was my favorite place to go and hang out there um uh, what other rounds am i going to do a sport round of course a um I have to do so what questions round. are you going to ask now? Come on. Go on then. What Good point, Ed. Well, Ed, well made. Here we go. Ireland and the Irish. Okay. Um, really easy opening. It's a long way to wear in the famous First World War song, Yearning for Home. Tipperary. Indeed. Um, what is the longest river in Ireland? Also the longest river in the British Isles. Is it the broad majestic Shannon? It is. It is. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Let's go to the harder question, although it's top, it's not that hard, um, mm. uh, because it's, it's if you've been paying attention to the to, to, to the entertainment news. What is the name of the 2022 film set on a remote island off the west coast of Ireland and starring Colin Farrell that was nominated for nine Oscars last week, but won none? Is it the Banshees of Inisherin? It is. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm doing quite well on this round, aren't I? This isn't yeah. like me at all. What gives Guinness its distinctive black coloration? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Is it all the shite in the Liffey? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's, answer. That's, that's a good answer. You're going to have a bonus point for that answer. Thank you. But that's I don't not know, though. Answer. What's, what black? It's, it's basically what's rather like coffee is roasted coffee beans. It's it's roasted barley. So the, they roast the roast some. It's not not all the barley in Guinness is is roasted, but but as, as some of it is roasted. So it's 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 it's, it's sort of burnt barley basically. Um, there you go. Um, what was signed on the tenth of April, nineteen ninety eight? Um, well, I was. I remember exactly where I was when I heard about it. I was in a youth hostel in Grenoble. On a youth theatre exchange, it was terrific. It was the Good Friday Agreement. Indeed, very good. Um, we're yeah. doing the whole round, Ed. Um, I'm not sure this is going to be great radio if this is how it no. goes next week. Shall I make it sound like it's harder? Okay. <laughs> well, no, but, you, um, but, you know, not everyone's as intelligent and learned as you. It's not um, intelligence, is it? It's just memory. But Memory. On. Okay, all right, then. Yeah. Um, um, oh, here we go. This is an interesting one. Okay. I think mm -hmm. musician and band member, born in 1961, born in mm. England to Welsh parents, but raised in Ireland, attending Mount Temple Comprehensive School in Clontarf, Dublin. That's not the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Um, who is David Howell Evans, better known as? Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess Bono. Well, no, Bono is Paul Hewson, and it, Bono, well, is, Paul Hewson, I think, is Irish. Irish. Whereas actually, um, this is the edge. Yes, well done. Good. good. Oh, I wasn't a million miles off, but no, you weren't. Far enough that I was wrong. So yeah. Um, um, 
Dolores O'Riordan, who died in 2018, was the troubled singer with which popular 1990s band? The Cranberries? Yeah. No. Yeah? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the name? Sorry. This one's easy for you. What's the name of the late Irish poet born in 1939 who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1995? His most famous published work, The Death of a Naturalist, including the poem Digging, was published in 1966. My lovely friend Seamus Heaney. I'll tell you my Seamus Heaney story one of these days. Gosh, you can, we, we're storing up Ed's stories. We've got Ed's story <laughs> about the penguin eggs. We've got Ed's story about Seamus Heaney. And, yeah. we, and we get Toby's stories about tractor spotting or something. It's, <laughs> you, uh, we really are. We're at opposite poles of the... We've uh, only got 10 minutes left on this. <laughs> so we've really got a lot done, have we? I don't know no. how entertaining it's been listening to me answering <laughs> questions about... <laughs> okay. One more question. Gone. Um, um, I've not really. Christine thought it might be Bono as well. By the way. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think I've only got. Oh no! What is the name of Dubliner Oscar Wilde's only novel? A dark exploration of vanity and excess. It is the picture of Dorian Gray. Yes, or the yeah, the picture or the portrait. Oh, everything apart from the edge. There, did I? I'm um, genuinely hang on. And uh, there's one more. You know this. Oh. No, this, this might be two more. Hang on, this one. This is too easy. I think you you're. you're, you're no, uh, what is the name of a humorous five line poem with the rhyme scheme AABBA, which says its name with an Irish city limerick. account? It is a limerick. limerick. It yeah, is a limerick. And I, can I recite a limerick that my dad taught me when I was quite young? Only if it's a clean one. It's not, not very one, clean. There's no swear it's words. Not. It's not about the one, it's not the one about the prosa from Crewe. No. Okay, you can say it. Well, you can stop me halfway through. <laughs> but um, there, there was an old man from Kent. That is a great time to cut out. Was you cut out. <laughs> At my end, the audio cut out. You know, there's a great fanfare. There was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something to. There was a young man from Stamboul who soliloquized thus to his tool. Taking no, my health, he ruined my wealth, and now you won't pee, you old fool. That no, one. There was an old man from Kent whose tool was exceedingly blend. To put himself himself trouble, he put it in double instead of coming. He went. I like that one. I, that, nice. My dad taught me that when I was, but I didn't understand what it meant. Um, no. Anyway, there we go. Um, he used to. They used to. He used to do limerick banter during the Second World War, according to my dad. They. That's all they did. You know, a lot. Well, they did a lot of other stuff I as well. I used to do that in the car. I was with me and my. My offspring, if we're driving somewhere, we pass through a place with a distinctive name. I will say there was a young woman from Bude, for example. And I will expect <laughs> it's incredibly loose to, to give them the next. Obviously, I do normally do it when I notice the place rhymes with a bad word. Um, yeah, um, you would too, Toby. I think you would, the would. Would good, yeah. um, Ed. Ed, <laughs> yeah. you're right. We haven't actually talked about anything other than no. We were going to do some learned stuff, weren't we? I'm going to come back at you quickly, just so we look like we're talking about something. So you said you went to this treasure room, and it was full of amazing treasures, including the penguin eggs, which I have never seen, and I would actually I want to go and see now. Now that I know that one can, I didn't genuinely didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and my friend um, Anthony Brown, who was uh, the course leader on the MA that I didn't finish. Um, so when he was, he went to uh, teach training college, um, at some point, I think he said in the early eighties, when there was still quite a lot of the sixties washing around with the people who were leading him. And, um, they did as, uh, PGCE maybe, or whatever it was called before it was called PGCE students. They went to London zoo to observe, um, school trips. What is it the school trips do at the zoo? Right? Yeah. So what would you want the school trips to be doing at the zoo? Do you think, Toby? What would you want the school trips to be doing at the you zoo? You want them to be, I think you'd want them to be looking at animals. Enjoying the animals, yeah. He said that they, they discovered him and his mates on this course that the vast majority of schools didn't think this was enough, you know. So they uh, they provided the children with worksheets with the result. Oh, the yeah. Children were looking at the worksheet. And what they would do is they would go straight to the information panel at the front of the uh, exhibit. They'd read it and then they'd fill in Asia, um, carnivore. And then they go to the next exhibit. And so Tony and his friends were like, these children have been so sidelined from what they're meant to be doing. 
Yeah. Which which we think is look at the animals and enjoy the animals and be awed by it and you know, awe and wonder and all that. They've been sidelined into thinking it's actually about transferring information from information boards onto worksheets. So being a proactive sort of a person, um, Tony and his friends collected the worksheets from the children, quickly filled them in and gave them back. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so the children could get on with what they thought was the far more important job of having a nice time. <laughs> so I just I was reminded of that when you said you went to the treasure room and the stuff in that treasure room just sounds extraordinary to me. I just think of your poor people going, "Oh, now I've got to decide which one's best." They're all best. I just want to just want to. No, no, I, I think that, that was, but it, it was that was the only. I mean, that was yeah. She's she's. She's pretty. So I would pretty... have. I would have gathered them all around those penguin eggs, and I'd have sat them all down on the floor, and I'm cross-legged, yeah. and I would have told them. Well, that's what I did about with the DNA all movements. The stories of the worst journey in the world. They would yeah. have been awed by it, or else they probably wouldn't have done. They'd have probably said, "Stop it talking." Wasn't until we can go and look at the interesting though, in stuff. And it was actually. Well, I was told it was going to be quite quiet in there, and that and the <laughs> Natural History Museum were quite surprised that, that apparently that we wanted to take the. I didn't plan that section of the trip. We're quite surprised mm. that we wanted to take the children into the, the treasures room. It's not the you know normally you go to see the dinosaurs or the or the the shaky japanese earthquake room or whatever it is um and um uh, you know anyway but um but no i think i think that's the only thing if we're going to make any valid point about any of this um educationally is that if you li if you're at school in london then you or or a big city you know manchester or or um you know leeds or whatever you're going to have a lot of museums and galleries mm -hmm. and 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 public transport systems that you can and um, that you can yeah. use um well you know if they're not on strike or or or, or sub suboptimally staffed or or whatever but um you know you you um so you've got a rich tapestry of variety on your doorstep conversely if you're where you are ed you've got the big lump of granite that is dartmoor on your doorstep which yeah, has got yeah. lots of, lots of ancient history and and um and 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 beautiful scenery and you can do a lot of lot of sort of more outward boundy side of things as well or you can go out up, up yeah. to the coast or down to the down to the coast or up to the coast and so there's all that sort of stuff but there are probably some parts of our country um which are neither scenic nor close to well, a sort of culture city yeah. and and, and what are those about your lens isn't it um, yeah you know i think i remember doing a bit of research some years ago now on what topics back when back when topics were still what most people did in primary education you know you'd go yeah right, we are doing the romans and then we'll get these learning objectives in and like if we're doing the romans we we can do lots of lifting stuff because they built stuff so we'll do some science around forces and there were problems with that i will admit there were problems with it stuff did get shoehorned in yes it did but on the other hand nowadays with the with a sort of subdivided nature of it is children are doing six different topics a term and i don't think that's actually better anyway no. so i was doing some research what topics do people doing and there was actually extraordinary consistency where people say oh yeah we always do everybody does dinosaurs in year two everybody does romans in year four everybody does blah 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 so amazing consistency but almost everybody had a blame twinkle local thing that they were really passionate about somebody said you know we've actually got a railway which was laid out by um the man who did all the railways you know um brunel 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 it was and it passes the end of the street so we can go and see that and then we can also go and see this bridge that you had a hand in and very very passionate about it you know and you go you know most people have got a local thing that they care about and like if you're really lucky you let you live you know your school is the one next to london you know tower of london and that's your local project but actually you know if you're in lidford there's a little castle there and there's if you live in yeah. chagford there's the history of the stanry towns and i just think you need space in that curriculum to celebrate whatever's local to you because there will yeah, be definitely. a local person or a local story or something that you can be passionate about it doesn't it used to annoy me when I lived in Oxford, that people would, first of all, I had teachers going, yeah, but I don't know what local history is there. And I'd go, for heaven's sake, you know, you live, A, you live in Oxford, so you can do quite a lot there. And there's quite mm. a lot of things you could visit. But B, we live in Cowley. Now, you don't know this, people generally don't, but Cowley was one of the um, 
motor or um, motor trade manufacturing well, there's the whole motor trade Lehman. bit yes there's a whole motor trade bit but that but like back in the day the very first bit of archaeology we have on it that it was it was a it was an industrial center for the romans for the production of cheap pottery because it had it had the right sort of clay just under the soil and so an awful lot of cheapish british roman pottery has been made like literally in our back gardens when we're living mm-hmm. in cowley and you can see it in a museum and you can make your own because you can have a dig and you can make some get some clay and you, like it doesn't have to be london it doesn't have to be royalty actually no the children the fact and that i think i think it comes back lived here yeah. absolutely it, it sort of links back to we, we we've got to wrap up and carry on with our conversation that we probably meant to have another time but but i think um it it, it sort of links back to the conversation we we're having about key stage three last week doesn't it in the sense that, mm. that there's so much we could so much more if we would cut a little bit of slack, you know. So, oh, so yeah. yeah, have a have a. And we, and we, you know, you know, what's his name, um, Mr. Professor Oates, Tim Oates said, didn't he? So we're going to do less stuff in greater depth. That was the whole principle when we yeah. were re, re, de, re, you know, rebuilding the curriculum ground up. We were going to do less stuff in great depth, and we looked at it. One of the things which I think is a serious risk in the whole, you know, knowledge-based education project, which all of us are struggling to escape the sort of the whirlpool of the knowledge base. A lot of it is that you just keep adding more. Oh, and they should know this, and they should know this, and they should know this. Douglas, what you got? Wall. Oh, yeah, Douglas was just reminding me that uh, his curtains have fallen down. Still, it's going to be dark. I thought he would turned into out. Shirley Valentine. He had just said, I'm staring at the wall. I thought he'd turned into yeah. Shirley Valentine. He, um, he wants me to fix his Because that was, that was that war past um, Shirley Valentine. Anyway, I've got a rule plus with the screw coming out of it. And it's brought out the large amount of polyfiller that I jammed in last time it came out. <laughs> what was I oh, saying? It was really no. purposeful and it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. You just keep adding stuff. We need um my friend Mary Meyer. And it's not saying, the she's saying the thing. There's this dishonesty. What? I was talking to my friend Steve last yeah. night on the way back on the train. And, you know, there's this, we've talked about it before. We've spoken about there's this whole mirage. There's this, you know, I know I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not I, I'm not going to be too radical, but it's just there's a sort of dishonesty about all this knowledge that we 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 try to get children to acquire, and and the brightest <laughs> children or the, those who've who've got wonderful memories or or great cognitive abilities or whatever for whatever reason, you know they they will retain it if they then go on to use it. But as yeah. as uh, you know, if you don't go on to use it, it's not going to be retained for more than three, four, five months maximum after those exams. Mm. Well, and, that's why you need to retrieve it, isn't it? You need to. Yes, put but, it, so but, but then you're, you're not going, going on, to because you've finished geography now. You don't you've want finished geography. You, you you know, and, and so unless you've so, got my brain, in which case you'll be walking along. Uh, you're and you're, you're fortunate. You're like nobody... Clints and Grikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twenty years later, just, Clints it's and just Grikes that we don't, pops we out. Don't, you know, it's just so sad because you know the. Uh, yeah. Yes, the girls that I had on my trip yesterday, you know, are they are all you know they're, they're privileged children. So so they 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 are they converse with adults and a variety of range of people, um, and they are um, sort of trained, if you like, in how to be curious, uh, perhaps than, better than some other people. And also, um, you know, a lot of them are, are sort of massively above the. Um, you know, whatever, you know, they're all 120, 125 plus kind of, you know, reasoning sort of scores. So they they can function. Anyway, let's do some music and let's finish the show. Yes, they are. But they won't, yeah, yeah, no, you are. Okay, let's, it is well past time. Um, You know that lovely Ed Sheeran song, Galway Girl? I don't. I'm not doing it. I'm choosing Um, to ignore it. I don't, I don't yeah. want you to do an Ed Sheeran However, song. before Ed Sheeran did a terrible song called Galway Girl, um, Steve Earle did did a song called Galway Girl. Steve Earle's playing, Ed. Steve Earle is yeah. playing at the Black Deer Festival near Tunbridge Ooh, Wells, okay. which I've bought my weekend pass to for the summer. Right. Come and stay. Offline, we'll have a chat about that because I would dearly... I haven't seen Steve Earle in a long old time. And Come I'd like and to stay. Again. Black and we'll Deer is sort of um, Americana, isn't it? It's Black Deer. thing. That's I the stuff I thing. like. Yeah. Well, I took a stroll on the old long walk on a day I hey, hey, hey. I met a little girl and we stopped to talk on a grand soft day I hey. And I ask you, friend, what's a fella to do? Cause her hair was black and her eyes were blue. And I knew right then 
I'd be taking a world around the soul to a prom with a go away girl. We were halfway there when the rain came down on a day I hey hey. And she took me up to a flat downtown on a grand soft day I hey. And I ask you, friend, what's a fella to do? Because her hair was black and her eyes were blue So I took her hand And I gave her a whirl And I lost my heart to a go-away girl When I woke up I was all alone with a broken heart and a ticket home Well I ask you now Tell me what would you do If her hair was black and her eyes were blue Cause I've travelled around I've been all over the world Boys I ain't never seen nothing like a Galway girl Cause I ain't never seen nothing like a Galway girl I won't finish it. But I think it's oh, better than Ed. that. Song is better than that. When you've got Sharon Shannon on a squeeze box, that's what you need. You are oh, Sharon think. Shannon. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I was. I was just. I was totally silent, not joining in because you're. You can sing, Ed Finch, and you can play, oh, yeah. and I love you. And and I don't. Oh, I love you, Toby. Thank I you. Love you. Thank. Thank you for listening, people. We haven't really done anything. Um, um, so I don't know. Mrs. P, I love listening to you too. Oh, Mrs. P, as you have said in the thing before, could you, could you give, we, you've got Ed's contact details. Could you give your contact details to Ed so he can give them to me so we can communicate outside of this show? That, I said, Lucy, and said, Lucy says that the Brunel example is her school. Is that off my thread from many years ago? Because if so, I hope I didn't sound dismissive. I don't, I'm not dismissive. I think it's a, it's a splendid example of spotting something that's meaningful and making them. Um, Doing it. I'm still outraged that the door that opens automatically in the science museum that I knew as a child is now a history gallery. Oh, in the history gallery. Uh, well, they do that, don't they? Put rotary phones in like they're old fashioned rather than just better. Yeah. Right. I know. Um, yes. hey, and Mrs. Hey. P, you have got my details. And yeah. um, give us a chat. Yeah. Cool. Do. Yes, absolutely. And I just to say, Lucy, um, and we haven't spoken about Lucy and Richard Newbold, who sometimes mm. listen to the show or listens back to the show, and I are we're going to go. We're going to go and see the primitives in London. The old, um, you know, late eighties sort of um, indie, poppy, gothy, lovely band um that Richard Newbold's been a fan of for a long time. Lucy's a new fan, I think, following following my um, recommending of it, and um, I haven't listen to them lots for, for years so that's quite a nice thing that's come out of this this show um and um there we go anyway so nice to speak to you all ed lovely to speak to you we will do some more quizzing next week might try and do well, some pictures on twitter at the same time i can post the plan. pictures post pictures on twitter and people can answer on 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 the chat um and we can also talk a bit more <laughs> i wonder if we can do that we will try anyway we'll try. time for beds sleep time well everybody beds. and Thanks. see you next week bye bye you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on teachers talk radio